On today's Into Your Head number 625 for Monday, I discuss cosmetic testing on vegetables, how porn movie scripts get made, how to approach a traffic cop without scaring him, uh, the late Glenn Acton returns to explain why moss gathering is underrated, and how to make a drama out of a brutal fictional axe murder, and I don't doubt say some stuff about monkey nuts, and tell some sort of a two cats walk into a bar story. get on with today, items that need to be attended to, issues that need to be addressed, topics, oh topics, you've got lots and lots of topics, we're positively booming to the seams with topics, uh, like it's deodorant, uh, which I was about to uh, unthinkingly, absent-mindedly spray out into the world, uh, but then I realised, no, this is expensive deodorant, uh, I know from the label, it's a L'Oreal Men Expert, a laboratory Tor Garnet Parder, the people who put the ads on the telly with the women with the uh, frigging stuff that they put on their faces. It's apparently being tested in uh, the stuff that you put in your face, uh, women. That's being tested, I hope you know, by Laboratoire Garnet Paris, uh, presumably by putting them on the. Uh, they don't test on animals nowadays, that's considered non de rigueur. So I presume they test it on vegetables. They get out a cabbage head and they draw lips on on it and they test the lipstick on that and then they spray a bit of uh, L'Oreal Men Expert deodorant on it, although they probably have to use a male uh, cabbage head for that. Uh, can you get us make a scarecrow and test it on that I suppose? Uh, do scarecrows have arms? They probably do at this time of year. Uh, all the kids are making them for their Halloween bonfires so I'm sure there's plenty of them you could go around uh, spray spray testing a bit of this on it says it's full hour 48 hard dry non-stop uh, I shake the bottle though I can definitely feel liquid of some sort so it hasn't dried yet I can tell you uh, I think the idea is you spray it out and then the minute it hits your body it starts to dry uh, sure sweat can achieve the same thing as soon as there's sweat on your body the sweat starts drying straight away uh, no there's nothing uh, there's nothing in that it needs a laboratory Garnier or a Lynx inventor to come up with a new design for every month and oh no, all these cosmetics should be banned as far as I'm afraid. As far as I'm afraid, they're disgusting. Uh, if they were banned, I'd stop buying them straight away, I can tell you. Uh, until then, no, I just want to say, live in. I want to be as fit in with the community, so I spray deodorant on myself before I go out. Uh, I went to America last year and I realised all you foreigners, uh, you get all your deodorant in a weird stick bottle and you have to basically scrape it off a rock that's in, so stuck inside the bottle and scrape it onto your ah, onto your underarm. That's no way for a human being to have to treat himself every morning. You might be able, you might as well be out getting a bit of a chalk that he've taken off a chalk tree uh, back in the Stone Age land and uh, painted some chalk on yourself. I don't know. That's a uh, spray bottles is the way to go. Uh, I know they uh, supposedly harm the uh, harm the skies and the ocean. Zone, but I'm not spraying it up into the skies and the ozone. I'm spraying it straight into me. I'm taking the full blunt of force of the whatever it is that it does. So I can tell you, if this is damaging the ozone, it's doing a lot more damage to to me than that. Uh, you can't, uh, see, so you can't knock me for uh, taking full force of the uh, whatever it is. Uh, anyway, uh, there we go. Stuff.
This is your into your head former junior announcer Glenn Acton who for uh, newer listeners uh, earlier this year was fictionally brutally murdered uh, or deemed to have been there by done uh, by the lazy host of this show he decided he wanted to get rid of me in a dra- dramatic action uh, well, dramatic, uh, in a dramatic way but he couldn't be arsed to make a record a drama of it so he just announced one day that he brutally murdered me uh, in a proper show uh, he'd have made a he'd have made a Christmas pack to mine special in which uh, I'd have been one of the stars and a fictional audience member who the audience thought was a real audience member would come up and uh, karate chop me with an axe or something I don't know do you need to have a karate chop action when you're killing someone with an axe there's a question for you I don't know anyway suffice to say I'm your dead former fictional junior announcer Glenn Acton I still pop my head in every now and then uh, why not uh, why not uh, Cat will occasionally go back to visit the house that he lives in uh, what does that even mean I don't know you see my brain doesn't work anymore properly because I don't have one that's to be understood there's no way I'd be able to do this job anymore uh, not that it's open to me haven't been I've just happened to be passing when I sneaked into this studio I don't think he minds because it fills in a couple of minutes of a show anyway. Uh, he just doesn't regard me as being on the payroll anymore. Uh, what, am I go? what can I do about that? You can't go down as a dead ghoul to the uh, tax office and say, this fella isn't paying my payroll properly within the legal... Uh, oh, the legal, whatever it is, the legal power. Uh, the legal thingy yoke is see I've no I haven't even any vocabulary anymore uh, so no that wouldn't work out so all I can do is pop my head in here and suggest that uh, next time uh, if you're ever, ever having a podcast and you want to fictionally brutally murder uh, one of the characters on the podcast uh, make a show of it for Christ's sake just don't come on one day and announce that he did it off the air yesterday uh, make a freaking bit of a recorded drama on it that's how you do it he probably right that's probably what he thinks himself now that he should have done uh well it's too late now and a buttered a buttered toast falling on the ground too late never caught the worms in the morning uh what's the how's the go an early bird catches no an early bird Catches the worm. A rolling stone gathers no moss. Moss. Apparently gathering moss is considered a, a bad thing. An undesirable thing in this world. I never understood that. There's plenty of things you could do with moss. If you were to get a, a stone that he could set up and roam, roll it around. In fact, there's an idea. I'll get one of those romantic... Uh, robotic vacuum cleaners that people have now and set it up to go outdoors with a stone on it as one of its wheels and get it to gather moss if you leave that gathering moss for a day or two I'd say you'd have enough moss uh, to cover your whole back garden you could have a lovely moss carpet out in your garden never have to mow it again it would look fantastic like a rockery throw some rocks in there as well 
absolutely fucking fantastic. Uh, Rolling Stones are overrated as far as I'm concerned because they gather no moss. Sometimes you want to be gathering moss, uh, make some use out of it. Uh, what if you wanted to gather stones? Uh, what would you do there? I suppose you get a big stone, put some glue on it and gather smaller stones. Uh, I suppose just go around with a shovel and spade, I suppose. I'm sure the stone industry have that all covered. The stone industry has been here since the Industrial Revolution, so I'm sure they have that all sorted out. Anyway, Glenn Acton here, as I say. Just thought I'd pop my head in and say hello. And now over to your host, Neil from Ireland. Now, uh, I know what you're thinking there. You're thinking, oh... Uh, you're thinking, oh, uh, you're thinking, oh, ah, uh, you're thinking, oh, ah, and there's a word going through your head as well, and the word is contrived, ah, uh, but now you're thinking, no, that's not the word I meant, the word, word I meant was repetitive, that's the word I meant. And you're quite right about that. That's your second guess. It always pays to have a second try at something, uh, whether it's a guess uh, or an educated uh, revival of your previous answer, uh, bringing it 180 degrees in the opposite direction. Uh, so well done. Uh, yeah, repetition should spring to mind, because uh, you've done this before. We've done this thing where I go, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, you're thinking, oh. You're thinking, oh, I've done that before. In fact, I did it a moment ago. Uh, but no, I was thinking of previous occasions when I've done that. On this same podcast, this very same podcast, the same one that's been on the go since 2006. Uh, see slash archives, incidentally, if you'd like to follow the separate reruns feed and hear loads of vintage episodes. Uh, but no, no, where was I? Oh, yes, I was telling you about what you're thinking. Uh, you're thinking Christ, uh, or whatever your, uh, whatever your community's equivalent is. You might necessarily say, there. you might necessarily use Christ as an exclamation. You might use whatever other, uh, oh, whatever other deities and their offspring are available. Uh, and I suppose it depends on your culture as well. You may live in a culture where it's not okay to use, uh, your deity's son as a as a freaking uh, outpouring of a uh, uh, oh no you're not allowed to outpour uh, next thing you know we'll have uh, oh we'll have everybody down on a ton us like a ton of bricks they'll be bombing the Irish embassies everywhere because I suggested that uh, you say whatever your uh, beliefs equivalent to Christ is and use that as an exclamation well no I didn't tell you to do that you were no obligation to do uh, the stuff to hypo into your head here uh, no more than you're in any obligation to obey the traffic cop when you see him out on the street if you see a cop traffic cop on out on the street and he's doing that little gesture as if to say come on come on come on uh, if your car is broken down and incapable of moving forward uh, then you're perfectly reasonable to disobey him although it would be uh, helpful and appropriate to get out of the car or shout up him in a friendly way. Uh, if you're able, if you're one of those people who's able to shout without sounding like you're about 
to kill somebody. Uh, only then, uh, if you're not, then get up out of the car and walk slowly up to him. Keep your hands above your head so he knows you're not going to shoot him unless you happen to have a machine gun built into your chest or a bomb inside your stomach or something. So try and put him at some ease because he is, after all, only a traffic cop. And when you get close enough to talk to him without shouting, say, Hello, officer or guard or wherever they're called in your area. Uh, sorry about that. I wasn't intentionally disobeying your signal to come forward. It's just that my car is incapacitated and I seem to be able to, unable to move it forward anymore. Uh, I suppose I could get some people behind me and push. Uh, but no, I thought I'd wait and consult with you on the matter first. Because uh, I respect our... Oh, I respect our police and our judiciary system and all the rest of them and I don't believe in just uh, trying to make signals at them or screaming at them. Oh no, I'll uh, take my time. Can I put my hands down now, by the way? Um, have I sufficiently uh, put you at ease as to my uh, intentions here? Ah, the couple invariably say, uh, get back in your car, young man. And I'll say, certainly, uh, young man, you get back in your car. And then some people start pushing you, because they're already there, but you'd forgotten they were already people there pushing you, or trying to push you. Uh, but then one of them comes forward and says, ah, hello, I think the problem we have here involves you and your uh, overuse of the handbrake at this time. You need to, oh, you need to switch off the handbrake, and that'll make our job, our voluntary job, which we're happy to do for you. But uh, if you turn off the fucking handbrake, it'll like a lot more easier. And at that point you say, oh, thank you very much and sorry and please and thank you and please and sorry and please and thank you and please and sorry because in these situations you have to make damn sure you use every piece of etiquette uh, known to society otherwise you, you come off as a scum, scumbag you'll say oh that fella says please said please and thank you but he didn't say sorry or he said thank you and please but he didn't say thank you or he said thanks for well, it was an abbreviation of thank you uh, if he wrote it down he'd probably misplaced the apostrophe uh, no no everyone's basically they're testing your manners they probably all expected tip as well and uh, their tip they already they tipped themselves they've given their itself own, their own selves a piece of advice they've already made a mental tip to themselves saying if this ever happens to me I must remember to uh, let go of the handbrake at the appropriate muncher, uh, juncture just so that I don't look like a gobshite like this time this guy here and uh, that's how I uh, that's how I would feel better about it because I know that they're calling me a gobshite in their heads which to my mind is a lot ruder than not saying please and thank you and please and thank you and stuff uh, every two seconds uh, so we're all uh, we all win on this occasion besides which I don't drive it doesn't happen to me I would get into a situation like this except as the passenger which I have done a number of times now that you mentioned it anyway where are we you're listening to Into Your Head hosted by Neil Ireland's version of the Octomom except he's a dude and has cats Two pints of fresh dairy milk walk into a bar. 
Uh, one of the points of fresh dairy milk is to go straight away up to the bar and says, Ah, hello. Uh, do you have any sort of a glass? I don't need a beverage for the moment. I just want the glass, please. And the man says, uh, Well, I mean, if you go to drink in my establishment, you have to buy a beverage and drink it. Uh, well, I suppose I don't mind whether you drink it, but you need to buy it. And a glass of milk says, uh, I'm already uh, destined. I'm a drink, as you can see myself, and I'm destined to be in a bar, according to the, oh, according to the Cadbury ads, to say a pint and a half of fresh cream milk, milk in every half bar, or something along those lines. Uh, so I thought I'd practice by walking into a bar, and the man behind the bar eats him. Monkey nuts, that's what they call them. They call them big steaming dolloping piles of monkey nuts. Although not to their face, they use more uh, politically uh, correct no, uh, words to their face. Face like a uh, person with learning disabilities, a uh, person with special needs, uh, mentally disadvantaged to this person, uh, Mr. Bean, all other words like that. You have to watch your words with people nowadays, you know. You can't be going around saying, Oh, look, that fella's over there is a monkey nut. A monkey nut? Uh, he's, a mo he's as nutty as be damned. Uh, that's why uh, you wonder why people are handing them out to strangers' children on their doorsteps on the, on the night before Halloween. Uh, or bonf on bonfire night, if you're in England, I suppose. Do you do your stuff on bonfire night, or do you do it on Halloween night? I don't know. Uh, here in Ireland, Halloween night is the 30, around the 31st of October and it consists of children uh, younger children going round around 7 in the evening dressed as monsters and ghouls and gremlins and going trick or treat and you make damn sure you give them a treat because if you play a trick and tell you then you end up on the fucking paedophiles register or something they'll say that fella didn't give us sweets he played a trick on us he said hello uh, this is a trick uh, how many times can you multiply no how many times times can you fold a piece of paper in half and they'll say uh, five and you say wrong here we go I'll prove it to you now uh, half there's it folded in half now I'm going to fold it in half again uh, except I didn't that time I folded it in quarters so you can only fold it in half once unless you unfold it and then fold it again I suppose and then unfold it and unfold if you had said that to me then I would have had to conceive that you're right uh, but since I'm a decent human being I'll give you a treat anyway here's some sweets and monkey nuts and at that point uh, that, that, that person uh, no matter what their best intentions were will get a reputation as being a weirdo uh, people say oh they'll all go around to that fella he said he's, they had, he had a conversation with us before he gave us sweets instead of just giving us fucking sweets uh, what kind of a service are these people running uh, do they not realise it's our job to go up dressed as gremlins and monsters uh, and it's their job 
to answer the door and come out with a plastic bag full of treats and preferably just tip it into our bags uh, in, a, in a fair manner uh, or give us one bag and say share that between the lot of you. Uh, better be a strong bag I can tell you too. Uh, none of that plastic crap give us it in a bag for life. Uh, we won't keep it for life. Rest assured we'll, uh, we'll be encouraged by your parents to deal with it in an environmentally friendly manner. However, we're kids. We don't care about bags. That's fine. We're happy to turn in the bag to our parents when we're finished with it. Anyway, no monkey nuts. Uh, you have to be careful nowadays with the term monkey nuts. If you go out into the street and you see there are people in my family who suffer from learning disabilities. I get called Mr. Bean by young kids in the street. Uh, young scumbaggy ill-bred louts in the street. Uh, it's the same, I presume, with monkey nuts. Uh, monkey nuts get called. You see a monkey nut in the street, people probably go up to and say, hello, Mr. Bean, monkey nut. Ho, 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 are you a peanut or a monkey nut? Uh, are they both the same? And uh, hopefully it's an idiot savant monkey nut. And they'll say something like, uh, actually, I think you'll find if you listen to the last couple of years of Into Your Head podcast, in which we spent quite a number of segments discussing, uh, including with listener correspondence and input, the subject of whether monkey nuts and peanuts are the same thing, and you'll find we've arrived at a conclusion on this several times that doesn't match uh, your apparent knowledge on the subject. And then they'll just, you'll get laughed at by talking like that. Uh, you can't win. You can't win in this society. You can be, uh, you can have mentally illness, and you can have uh, learning disability. But once you acquire some information and show it off, they'll say, "Oh, look, there's a train spotter. There's a train spotter. Teach your kids to be fucking nice to people like this, for Christ's sake, so we can all get on with our lives." Uh, it's not basic. You teach them not to steal. You teach them not to beat people up. Uh, teach them not to fucking make fun of grown-up strangers in the streets just because they're a bit. Old. Uh, and then I might be able to leave the house occasionally. Anyway, there's still more to come on into your head. Do you like batteries? Or do you need batteries? I suppose you don't necessarily like them. They're, uh, they're a necessarily a necessary evil. Uh, well, I've teamed up with a necessarily evil, a necessary evil provider, I suppose. A provider of necessarily evil items. Uh, don't worry, they're not an arms dealer or anything. Uh, but they do sell all sorts of batteries. All sorts of batteries for all sorts of needs. Every type of battery that you could shake a stick at uh, they're all available through my newest affili affiliate all battery and if you go to intoyourhead.com down the right of my page and click on the special allbattery.com shipping code uh, before the 31st of October and make a purchase uh, under a certain minimum of course you get free shipping yes, you can order your big huge fucking battery uh, online and instead of carrying it home and they're paying for it to be shipped uh, you get free shipping if you use my link before the 31st of October and into your head makes a generous commission out of it without costing you any extra just go to intoyourhead.com scroll down the right and take a look at my allbattery.com offer absolutely fucking fantastic and then click on it and buy stuff you all need batteries you need batteries for your cars uh, batteries for your uh, oh, batteries for your sex aids uh, batteries 
batteries for your uh, batteries for your eye telephones batteries for your I haven't really looked at everything they buy but they seem to have all sorts of batteries uh, where can you go wrong with batteries uh, except by eating one don't eat a battery whatever you do uh, I'll do, I don't do, do well. Anyway, uh, if that doesn't suit you, uh, just carry on shopping through my Amazon links like lots of people have been doing recently, thank you. Just go to intoyourhead.com every time you're going to buy, buy anything on Amazon.com, Amazon UK or Amazon Canada. Just go through my links at intoyourhead.com every time and I make a generous commission. Doesn't cost you anything. Uh, keeps the show coming out three times a week, uh, which is what you want to presume if you don't if you don't want it and why uh, i don't know never mind anyway hello two cats walk into a bar one of the cats straight away goes right up to the bar and he says hello i heard you had a couple of chocolate bars in here earlier and there was a bit of a furore uh, or a misunderstanding or something i'm not just none of my business quite frankly what goes on in here it just reminded me to tell you to let you know uh because we had an argument recently if i remember right uh, whereby you disappointedly announced that you weren't going to sell full pints of milk to me you'd only sell them in little glasses uh, well there's an ad running on the television for the last several years for Cadbury's chocolate and they claim to have a pint and a half in any in every uh, half bar or something a pint and a half of full cream milk in every half pound or something and there you are earlier having a discussion with a chocolate bar uh, of that nature who has all that milk inside him uh, and you allow him to come in and be served uh, I presume you allowed him to come in and be served anyway I don't know the details or can't remember them from the earlier segment uh, yes here I am a cat and if I come in here and ask for a pint of milk uh, you could have got around that by just handing me uh, one of those bars hand me a pound of milk chocolate uh, I don't know why you never thought of that before although now that I think about it you probably only sell those small rip off uh, chocolate bars in your vending machine you say oh are you hungry uh, put eight uh, oh put eight barrels of uh, coins into that machine and it'll give you out two squares of chocolate uh, that normally come in a joint bar if you get them in the supermarket uh, so I suppose I've answered my own question there anyway I have a pint of Guinness please and the mind behind behind the bar says I'm sorry I wasn't listening to all that all I heard was meow 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 is there something I can help you with and the cat says oh sorry about that uh, I was accidentally not talking in English uh, when in Rome do as the Romans do uh, but when in your own country uh, talking a completely different language other than the one that you were uh, born speaking apparently I suppose that's uh, that was the things I have to expect if I want to live as a talking cat in a, in a sophisticated modern society like this uh, point the Guinness please and the man says have you got some ID and he says no but I think it's obvious that I'm a cat my, my identity is that I'm a cat uh, they can see that by looking at me I think 
And the man says, yes, but I need proof of age, please, sir. And the cat says, why do you call me, sir? I'm a woman. Can you not see that? Can you not identify a woman cat just by looking at her? And the barman says, no, uh, cats are uh, notoriously difficult to sex just by looking at them. Uh, the only way to do it is to do something uh, which I frankly don't want to do to you. No offence, because I'm not a vet or a cat owner. Wouldn't be into, ah, wouldn't be into dealing with that. I can tell you, just to identify. Uh, he says, oh, uh, the cat says, oh, so you're not willing to do that to inspect me to f- determine my sex uh, or count the rings on me to see how old I am. Yeah, you expect me uh, to go all the way up to... Ah, the driving license place, which is uh, practically in the next county, uh, would, su- would suffice me running away from home for at least a week just to make the return journey on foot and getting a driving license and then coming back to you. And the man says, now would you put it that way, I suppose, yes. And you probably wouldn't give me a driving license, seeing as how you're a cat. Uh, so, uh, how about a Coke? And the cat says, fuck off. And he says, fuck off, fuck you and the horse you rode in on uh, did you ride in on a horse you probably didn't but it's just an expression anyway uh, fuck you and the horse you rode in on and the bar that you own and the oh you're standing in the community fucker hall I'm going outside now I'm going to rustle for oh, I'm going to rustle for sandwiches in the street outside the chipper and then I'm going to go home and then I'll never come here again because I know where I'm not wanted I can tell you meow and the barman says good riddance and then the story ends as I he as they say on that song here's where the story ends was it the cardigans or something here's where the story ends the story ends rather unsatisfactorily the story ends with it devolving into harmonica playing. Oh, don't be such a fucking snob about harmonicas. That's all I can say. Anyway, the end. Once upon a time, there was a... Oh, there was a... There was a story. There was a story. A well-known story that had been handed down through the uh, through the eons and eons and eons. Just like in that innuendo song by uh, Queen. It goes through the eons, eons, eons. We'll keep on fighting through the eons and ons and on. Uh, eons means just a long time. E-O-N-S. Anyway, this uh, story. Once up, anyway, as I was saying, once upon a time there was a story. And this story had being handed down through the generations, through the eons and eons and on. Uh, long before Freddie Mercury's innuendo was but a uh, was but a little note blotted on his uh, oh blotted on a napkin presumably on his ho- hospital bed on his deathbed. Uh, oh no, long long before that, many uh, millennia millennia ago, we're talking older than Hansel and Gretel. Uh, maybe not as far back as Adam and Eve, or who knows? It's a very old story anyway. Anyway, this story uh, was sitting there 
here uh, in somebody's mind as uh, a story wasn't he feeling himself I can tell you the story he was feeling like he'd been altered and he was quite right in that feeling because the, uh, he'd been told in the bar the night before by this fellow who'd had eight points and he changed half of the details he changed a lot of the characters to uh, prostitutes for a start he'd added in a load of swear words so this story sitting there in your man's broom, uh, mind the next morning wasn't feeling very good about it uh, luckily he wasn't the don't worry the original story is still intact somewhere in some uh, more sophisticated person's mind uh, but when a story is told it gets split off like amoebas and different copies of the story go elsewhere so this uh, little copy of the story sitting in your man's mind now is feeling a bit depressed he feels like he's lost all uh, the best parts of the original that his ancestors had and he says I think I'll just commit Harry Carry now I'm of no use to this story anymore I'm spreading I'm a bad version of this story I've been corrupted uh, so what will I do now how does a story in someone's mind commit suicide that's the question and he thinks away and the only knowledge he has is the knowledge that's in the story so he runs through his own story to see if there's anything in there about it uh, but no it's pretty much just uh, it's pretty much just a thing about a fella walking through the desert and surviving and something happening to him I don't know he had an apparition or something uh, it's loosely based on uh, the story of Scrooge by Charles Dickens and anyway no he can't think of anything uh, how does a story commit suicide and then he realises no I can't I'm, a, I'm an anonymous thought I'm already non-existent. I never existed in the first place. Uh, so all I have to do, I suppose, is uh, convert. I'll convert into another story. I'll change my surname. I'll untie all connections I ever had with the original story. And I'll get a job as a... Oh, I'll get a job as a script in a... Oh, in a I don't know. Some sort of porn video or something. I'll just adopt a new role. I'll uh, abandon the family business because I'm no good. Proved myself no good at it. I'm a hindrance rather than a help so that's what I'll do and that's how uh, pornographic that's how those stupid stories that they have on pornographic films turned out to uh, have come about uh, they sneaked in basically anyway there you go there's a the rolling stone gathers no moss uh, that's the that's the issue that the late dead Glenn Acton uh, formerly of this parish uh, tried to oh tried to make a big rigmarole out of earlier when he made his unauthorised appearance in my recording studio uh, well I can tell you uh, two can play at that game uh, two can play at that game a uh, rolling stone gathers no moss you fuck off with that shite Glenn uh, dead Glenn, as we as we come to know you, dead is a is a, a considered uh, mean to give a nickname to someone based on their uh, lack of being alive anymore. Probably is. Well, I'm going to start calling you Dead Glenn from now from now on. Uh, dead Glenn Acton. Dead Glenn. There you go. At uh, least it'll help uh, distinguish you from any alive Glens that there might be in the world. I suppose it's easy to distinguish her from you based 
existence, the fact that you're dead, uh, you're not even here anymore, your, your body's stuck in the ground somewhere, it's just your spirit coming in here, apparently able to press buttons and speak, uh, but no, no, you seem to spend half your afterlife going on about how disabling it is to be dead, yes, you managed to do a whole segment on my podcast in this very episode, uh, you can't have it both ways, Glenn, what do you want next, uh, what do you want special parking for dead people at the doors to supermarkets that's what you'll want next uh, well you can't because uh, that's just uh, you're not a priority dead people uh, once you're dead you're not a priority there's nothing more we can do for you you have to look after yourself you're on your own then then i can tell you uh we're not going to be able to uh put you in the emergency room and say hello this fella is dead can you have a look at him please uh, all they'll do is no i'll say they'll say no uh, just tell us where to send him to process him uh, he will say no he's already being processed he's being buried and all this is just his spirit here uh, but apparently he's not very happy with his status is there anything you can do for him and he'll say no I suggest you uh, I suggest you have a word with whoever your religious uh, your religious community may be maybe they can help you somehow I don't know uh, it's really more of a theological thing than an emergency room thing. Uh, now, if you excuse me, you have to go deal with live people because as far as we're concerned, live people are uh, someone we can still work on. Dead people we can no longer help. Uh, so tell them no offence, but we can't help. Uh, that's what happened. So Glenn, uh, put that in your metaphorical pipe and smoke it while you're rolling your, uh, rolling your freaking stones around gathering moss. Where are you going to put this fucking moss guy? garden anyway you don't own any property you certainly don't own my property uh, i don't even own my property so fucking mortgaged out uh so don't give me that crap uh glenn Ac- glenn uh dead glenn acton wherever your name is that's not even your real that's it i made you glenn acton i made you and i can destroy you in fact i already did you're dead uh, and you're fictional i can kill off your spirit as well if you like do you want to have another death of Glen Acton, you want to see how dramatic I can make that? Uh, well, I wouldn't, quite frankly, because I'm a decent human being. I don't go around uh, punishing my staff further after I've already given them the ultimate punishment of killing them off. Uh, I'm not going to. Oh, I'm not going to. Uh, they give dig out another blow at the wound. You've taken your punishment and you're gone. And if you're going to come back and hurt me, it's fine. I'll live with that. I'll live with that and you'll not live with that. Oh, there you go. Anyway, in your face, Glenn. If you would like to comment on any of the issues raised in today's programme, email us at studio at intoyourhead.com. Remember, we value the opinions of you, the humble and ignorant listener. Seven times seven times seven times seven. That would be uh, seven sevens are 49. 49 times seven. uh, That would be about uh, 343. Uh, if I remember rightly, and then 343 times 7, that would be the answer. Uh, so whatever the answer is, is 343 times 7, give or take 3 or 4, because I did all this in my head. Uh, this is uh, what we were doing back before technology was invented. We used to have to add all these numbers in our head. We take out her, oh, we take out her head and we'd have a look at it and we'd say, uh, oh, uh, maybe if I came up with some form of writing, I could 
engrave these numbers on my skull and that would enable me to remember them. Uh, or I could, maybe I could suppose I could scrape them on the wall. I'm just thinking they might be able to scrape them easily into a skull. Uh, maybe if I go down. Uh, since graveyards haven't been invented yet, maybe I'll get a dead person's skull and we'll start using that as a, oh, as a sort of a blackboard until blackboards are invented. Uh, do black people have black skulls? I don't think so. This is the course was back in the Stone Age era before these people knew anything about uh, anatomy or anything. So they asked these questions. They weren't being racist. They asked questions like, do black people have black skulls? Because uh, they'd be going around looking for dead people and finding who had the best skull to use as a blackboard. Uh, or maybe they thought we'd have a white board. Maybe they found some plant that could ooze out a white dye of some sort uh, or a white de- black dye of some sort. And if it was a black dye, then they'd use a white skull. If it was a white dye that was available such as chalk they'd use a black skull not unreasonable they just didn't know whether there was such thing as a black skull maybe if you got a white skull and burned it uh, that would make a black skull and then we'd be a either way these are the issues they had to deal with in those days these are the issues they had to deal with uh, where did I start this segment where was a 7 plus 7 plus 7 plus 7 or was there something before that because uh, I have a feeling I wasn't going anywhere with it. Uh, suffice to say, wasn't going anywhere with it. I wasn't going anywhere with it. Oh, seven times, seven times, seven times, seven. I wasn't going anywhere with it. Oh, I wasn't going anywhere with it. I wasn't going anywhere with it. Anybody who wanted some finality out of this can stick it. Their arses, up their arses, up their arses, or up his or her arse if there's just one of them, up his or her arses if they have two arses. Now, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to interrupt myself there uh, for reasons which, uh, if they're not obvious by now, uh, then they're probably not a problem at your end, uh, but they're a problem at other people's end, because uh, the people who listen to this have a bit of class. This isn't your standard, uh, nobody likes onions listener, or your standard, uh, I don't know, your standard Howard Stern uh, illegal downloader of uh, shows, uh, Lister. No, no, this is your, your into your head, Lister. He's a, he or she is a classier dude uh, who, oh, who patronises the tip jar at intoyourhead.com every now and then and who uses my Amazon links at intoyourhead.com. No, no, these people are, are classy. They, they patronise the arts. Uh, they don't want me singing songs about arses. Uh, and, and albeit with a with a classy harmonica behind me, uh, accompanying myself on the harmonica. It's nothing like a bit of harmonica, as far as I'm concerned. A bit of harmon. I had my first harmonica when I was about six. It was absolutely fantastic. I got my second harmonica about five years ago. I've got her right here. I don't know if you've noticed. That's a harmonica. That's not uh, synthesized music, I can tell you. That's real music uh, made inside my mouth. It's turned into notes and tunes. 
uh, before it's barely uh, outside of the space between my lips. I'm out. Oh, that's the nearest you can get to being uh, one with your musical instrument, I can tell you, by eating it, by cramming it into your mouth until you can blow the notes right into it and have them cut the note. The music come out as sound out of your mouth. It doesn't get better than that, I can tell you. Anyway, good morning. Help support this free podcast. Go to IndiorHead.com slash tip jar. Sit, Muddy. Sit. Good cat.